Welcome to another episode of the show, a back-to-back podcast episode. So I posted yesterday and, and a lot of things happened also yesterday evening and I wanted to talk about it. So apart from the games that all were interesting in their own ways and strange and weird and everything that is happening right now in the NBA, it doesn't necessarily look good. Let's start first of all with the story of the day of the court. Kyrie Irving being spotted at a birthday party for his sister, his father. I understand that both of his relatives have birthday this week or today or whatever, doesn't matter. And he's basically out with personal reasons. No one said which are those personal reasons. Not he, not the general manager, not the coach, not KD, no one. And he's been spotted there. And I think this is a bad look because a bit of a Kyrie Irving fiasco was something waiting to happen. I mean, everyone knew that this would happen eventually at some point. I mean, I thought that it doesn't matter that KD is his best friend and it, that they wanted to play together. It was, in, it was inevitable. And Kyrie, man, he can do whatever he wants. The, the only thing I'm saying is that he should be punished. I don't know. A fine, he will probably get a fine if the investigation turns out to be true. Because he violated the rules, the protocols, and yeah, rules are there to be respected. Especially with what is happening right now. Another game, I think it was postponed, Utah Jazz and Washington. That was supposed to be, I don't know, in three, two days, something like that. So there are a lot of postponed games right now in the NBA. And you don't want to see that because... Eventually, this will lead up to another pause on the season. And I don't think anyone wants that. And I don't know if the players want to return to some kind of a bubble. And I really don't know how accessible that bubble will be, considering that I understand that the G League is taking over the Orlando bubble. So, yeah, it would be harder to create a bubble. I don't know. I I don't want to think about it. I... There was also today or yesterday, or today and yesterday, some NBA meetings with the general managers to strengthen the rules and the health and safety rules and protocols. Yeah, so things are getting severe as far as rules, in my opinion. I mean, there is obviously a memo of, I don't know how, a lot of pages. I didn't read it. I don't know if the players actually will read. Like, It has 300 pages I've seen or something like that. So, it's bad for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, not for Kyrie because I'm not not judging him as a person. As I said, he can do whatever he wants. Earlier this season where it was that media scandal that he didn't want to spoke to the media. He said something about pawns. Then... That was clearly for the media. Then he took some shots at LeBron earlier. Wow, I don't, I couldn't care less. The only thing I care about is that he should be fined. It, it's in your job description to talk to the media as an NBA player, as an influence, as a man with such a huge platform. It's your obligation to talk to the media. So you, if you don't want to do it, fine. Then get fine. And same here. You don't want to play? 
okay, you are not at your day-to-day job, okay, get fined. I miss him on the court because he's a showman, he's a spectacular player, and I'm sure the team misses him because Brooklyn has, apart from last night, they have been on a rough stretch, especially without Dinwiddie because he's injured. So yeah, I think this was one of the biggest news from last night, I mean, off the court. Now let's dive into the games. It was the first game of the day, which was weird in the sense that the teams had like seven or eight players, each of them. And what's even weirder is that it was a really competitive game. It went to overtime. It kind of had the atmosphere of a playoff game. But the only difference between those two teams, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat, was that Philadelphia 76ers was playing with their two stars. Miami Heat didn't have Butler, didn't have Bam, didn't have Dragic, and they still made it a three-point game, a competitive game. But it was so close in that fourth quarter, and in overtime it really had playoff atmosphere. But man, did Joel Embiid go off. Embiid went off last night. 45 points, 16 rebounds, 40 minutes played. And also something that you may have not noticed. He played back-to-backs. He played last night as well. So this is a good sign. And I love this because he said earlier this season, before the start of the season, he said that he's investing investing in himself, in his workouts, in his nutrition, in his well-being, fitness, wellness, whatever that means. Because you saw LeBron, right? He's 36 and he's one of the most vocal and recognized players for the equipment and the money he spends on his body, on his mind, on his whatever. Only to play like an MVP at the age of 36 in the 18th year in the NBA. We'll talk about Lakers a little bit later because they played also yesterday. So Joel Embiid, yeah, phenomenal phenomenal game from him and phenomenal start of the season so far i think it's his best start of the season in his short nba career 13 of 14 at the free throw line two pointers 16 out of 20 he shoot the ball lights out yeah zero from free from the three point line but wow tyler hero another 30 point piece for him man you'll watch this game this kid, you really don't think like, oh my god, he's 20 years old and this is just his second year in the league. He's just so good. I mean, you don't want him necessarily to be the primary ball handler, although he can do that on a really good level. You don't want him to, to guard your best player, but he can score the ball, man. He can really score the ball. He can create. And another surprising maybe or not, I don't know, stat line, was Danny Green with 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. But if you look at his stats more deeply, I mean, he played 50 minutes, but he attempted 25 shots. I don't know when is the last time Danny Green attempted 25 shots, but I I think it's interesting to make research on that. 25 shots, 9 frees he hit. No wonder he had 29 points, but also when Danny Green down the wire was handling the ball way too much, and this is because Ben Simmons fouled out. 
Simmons had a really bad game. Five points, six rebounds, 12 assists. And he fouled out. And then Danny Green somehow, way, became one of the primarily ball handlers. And he had six turnovers. Yeah, that's not a good sign. You don't want that to ever happen again. And he won the game by three, as I said. Why? Because Duncan Robinson balled out with 26. The guy, I, this guy I've never in my life heard before from the Miami Heat, Gabe Vincent. Apparently he had nine matches last season. Did he play with the Kings? I think he played with the Kings last season. So yeah, this guy dropped 24 points for the Miami Heat. Precious had a really good game. He tried for some reason to, I mean, not for some reason, because the Miami Heat was so short-handed and he was their biggest, stronger guy. Because, yeah, Olenek is taller, but... Embiid was feasting because Bam was not playing, because they didn't have a real center. And Precious tried and played some good defense on Embiid at some point. I mean, it was a shot. I don't remember if it was in overtime or down the wire in the fourth quarter. Whatever, the Miami Heat were up by two and Joel Embiid tied the game. And he, Joel Embiid shooted a mid-range from like top of the key. And man, Precious hand was so close to block that ball. So close, but yeah. He was just undersized when trying to defend Joel Embiid. But he had a good game and he's, he's a top 10 Rookie this season, top, not, nah, I think higher, top seven, something like that. He's really good. And he played really good last night. Then we had Cleveland Jazz. The only thing I want, so I'm not going to talk about Cleveland because they are missing like their entire team because of injuries. But I want to talk about the Utah Jazz because they kind of been under the radar and yeah, they're the second seed, but they have the same record as Clippers and Phoenix, 7-4. and four. I don't know what to say about... I mean, they clearly had some good games. They defeated the Clippers. They lost against Brooklyn. It's not like they only played bad games. Donovan Mitchell starting to pick it, pick it up because he started the season kind of slow. Now, 27 points dropped last night. Jordan Clarkson is a terrific, terrific spark plug. Offensive threat, 17 points off the bench. This is what you want to see. And I still think that the Utah Jazz somehow didn't unleash, let's say, the full potential of Boyan Bogdanovic, who last season averaged 19 points. He's sitting at 12 right now. So yeah, that's another offensive weapon that has kind of underperformed so far. Mike Conley, 17 points. He's all right. He's getting the production you would want. Rudy Gobert, man, so I said it before, I've been really critical of his contract. I mean, not that he's a bad player. No, I'm not saying that whatsoever, but $205 million for a center to average 11 points and 13 rebounds. That's a lot. I mean, okay, and two blocks. So he's getting paid more than Donovan Mitchell, and I don't think this should ever be the case. I know that 
it's dead because he's a veteran and because of the rules, extensions, blah, blah, blah. But I still don't think he should have gotten this huge contract. Huge contract. Last night, four and ten. He scored four points. So, yeah, I was not a fan of this move by the Utah Jazz. If they think it's working, well done to them. It looks like they're all right so far. My move would have tried, and maybe they did, try to trade him for another all-star-ish piece. I don't know what's that. Like a borderline all-star, you know? Like Zach Levine, but I don't know if how that would have worked. I don't know. You get what I'm saying. Let's move to the other game. Another in very interesting game, in my opinion. It was Brooklyn-Denver. So, Brooklyn started the season, as I said, on a tear. Then they had some couple losses. Kyrie, blah, blah. Enough Kyrie talk. KD was out for three or four games because of health and safety protocols. And last night, he was one rebound share of a triple-double. He carried this team against the Denver Nuggets. So, 34 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists is the deadline for Kevin Durant in 36 minutes, being efficient as it could possibly be, shooting 12 out of 18 field goals, 2-pointers and 3-pointers included. He, wow, he had 7, seven turnovers, but without Kyrie and Dinwiddie, he was the, he was the primarily ball handler. Another good game from Carries of World. And man, I said this. They traded for Bruce Brown. So they needed him to play more. And he got his playing time. He's playing great. 16 points. I think he also had another solid performance his last. Oh no. So this was his this was his best game so far in the season. And he's really been good. I mean, he shot it eight out of nine from two pointers. And they were almost all layups. So the Nuggets have kind of a slow start. I already talked about them. Jamal Mori is not looking... I mean, I didn't necessarily expect to get that bubble Mori. At least at the start of the season. But didn't expect that either. Jokic is playing phenomenal. Didn't have necessarily his best game, although he didn't have a bad game either. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. 11 assists, sorry. But the story of the night was by far Kevin Durant. And you watch this dude play. The flow, the smoothness, the, the, the everything. He, he moves like, like water. I don't know, so clean his shots. Nothing but net, stops, pops, jab step, mid-range. He can do it all, man. Penetrate, slam dunk, a finesse layup. I missed him on the court. I really did. I want to see him more with Kyrie, though, because this is what they wanted. They wanted to play together. He didn't say anything about the drama, of course. This was the right move to do it because Kyrie is his friend. You don't want to stir up the pot to make some more accusations or something like that to create more drama but KD was bowling last night against Denver Nuggets and they were they were down I mean if they had the lead 
early in the first quarter, then they only get got the lead back in the third quarter, and the Nuggets led at some point in the fourth quarter. So it was a close game, and KD literally said, "All right, let me take over the game." He had six points in the last two minutes. Obviously, the rest of the team played good, as I said: Lavert, Brown, Harris, Timote Luau, Kebarat, who's a name I really enjoy seeing. But the story of the night was KD, and I'm glad he's back. He's averaging 29.9 points this season. I mean, he played less than the leading scorer Bradley Beal, who has 35 points per game, which is absurd. But he's there. I mean, right now, Kevin Durant is the best scorer in the league, hands down. Right now, with all the players in the league, I would still take him over Bradley Beal because he's more efficient. And if Kevin Durant wants, he can average 35 every game. Plus, as I said, remember that he didn't play three or four games. And three or four games out of the 12 that the Brooklyn have had are a lot. Let's go to the other game last night, Oklahoma San Antonio. So, yeah, I don't want to stay here too much. I already praised Oklahoma, and because why wouldn't you praise them? They are. The ninth seed, they are five and five, and you. I keep watching this team, and I'm thinking, how, how is that even possible, man? Shea had another twenty piece, but this time the Spurs, who are the eighth seed, by the way, were too much for them. Looney Walker had a good game, twenty four. This is this is what I like about this San Antonio Spurs team because they don't have necessarily a superstar. The Rosen didn't play last night. But it looks like every night a different guy can be the top leading scorer. Today was Looney Walker. Some day was Patty Mills. Other day is Jante Mori. If he gets a favorable matchup and he's on fire, Marcus Aldridge can be that. The Rosen. I think Keldon Johnson was one time. Rudy Gay can still average over ten points a game. So yeah. This is a much better team, in my opinion, than the Oklahoma City. Even though it's an aging team, they have some young pieces, some really good young pieces. I love Dejounte Murray. I really do. So that that's all about these teams. I already talked about them before. I really don't know what to say. Uh, I'm surprised and about both of teams. Maybe more about Oklahoma than San Antonio because. Everyone knows the standard that the San Antonio Spurs have been putting on to this league, and nothing but win, no tanking, no rebuilding. If you have a first-round pick draft, the, literally the best guy available almost every time. I'm I'm really curious to see how this rookie that they drafted will develop because they hit on some rookies. I mean, they drafted him the first one two seasons. They don't shine. They don't appear on the scoreboard like every night but we will see then two more games to talk about Houston and the Lakers and I'll keep it for last let's talk about Golden State Indiana a little bit because I will talk a little bit less about these teams and about the game because I already talked about so Curry another okay game 20 points Wiggins was the leading scorer actually for the Warriors, 22. It's 
and I said this. Remember, I said it when I did the episode when Cody dropped, not 60, but he dropped 30-something on the Clippers. Didn't he? And they had that comeback win? Yes, he, yes, 38 points. I said that if the Golden State Warriors need Curry to drop 38 or 62 to win, they will not win because he, he won't do that every night. He can do that. He will be probably he will probably be guest guest after twenty games of doing that, and I don't think you want him to do that. Kelly Oubre seventeen points, slow start for him also, but he's climbing. Brogdon had a bad game. Sabonis and Turner played good. Man, I really like this center duo of Turner and Sabonis. And that start, to be honest, I didn't was a fan. But they made it work. This is really good for them. Draymond Green, 7, 6, 10. And I don't know. I don't want to say, because it won't be fair to say that I'm done with expecting Wiggins to be what everyone projected him to be. He's all right this season so far, shooting 39% from the three-point line. If he can somehow be a better defender, I think this will be... This would be interesting. Because I don't think he can... I, I don't think anymore he can be that 25 to 30 point scorer that he was projected to be. But I think he can be in that 15 to 20 range and be a above average starter in the league. The only thing he needs to do, in my opinion, right now is to try to block what the trolls say and improve his defense. He can have some good games. He had a 27-point game. Yeah, it was against Detroit, but he also had 21 points against the Trailblazers, which defense is also bad. But he's all right. I mean, it's not Clay Thompson, but it's all right. I literally thought that by acquiring Andrew Wiggins, they will trade Wiggins and that pick to get like another borderline all-star. It didn't happen. He's on the team. Seems like they want him, they want to keep him. And we will see. The Warriors right now are the seventh seed, six and five. Well the Indiana I think that Indiana so for me, the Pacers are the kind of team that might be like I don't know, like Boston. Like a lot of good players, some more stars. Or no, no, Boston is not a good team. Like Miami. Because Miami had a good team last season, but no one expected them to make the NBA Finals. Or maybe not, no one, okay. A few ex expected them to make the NBA Finals. I don't expect Indiana to make the NBA Finals. I will take, I think, Boston, Philly, even Milwaukee, I think I will take over them. Brooklyn, not to mention, not to forget. So there are four or five things I, teams I will take over them. But I think they can match up really well with some of those teams. I think they can match up really good with Boston. Because who is guarding and Sabonis and Turner? It's going to be interesting. I would really enjoy this matchup. And the 
Kemba Brogdon duel. So let's go and finish the podcast with the Houston Rockets, Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron had 26. He had a no-look free. Yeah, it's amazing. So another thing that we praised last season of the Lakers is that their chemistry. They always were super hyped on the bench, praising each other at press conferences, like LeBron does did last night with Dennis Schroeder talking about that no-look free bet that they had watching him straight in the eyes. The bench erupted after he hit it that free end. Yeah, this is, what, this, this is how a championship team looks like. They are now the best team in the NBA and I don't even think they reached their highest peak. And why do I say that? LeBron is playing less. So every statistic, I think, I I didn't do a research, but the eyeball test just tells me. Every statistic for him dropped a little bit from minutes played to minutes with the ball to touches to points, rebounds, assists. It's not a drop off of his level. It's that he's just not at 100%. And it's obvious. He always conserved himself, let's say that, in the regular season to be ready to go in the playoffs and Proof to everyone that he can still average a triple-double in the NBA Finals and be the Finals MVP. Davis is also playing a little bit less minutes. It's not a huge dropout. It's three minutes or something like that. But I think a lot of that is because of Schroeder and Harrell being younger, in their primes, capable to provide offensive, to provide offense, to provide points. Schroeder getting some responsibility out of LeBron's hands. Because, like Rondo did in the playoffs. But Rondo in the regular season was different than Rondo in the playoffs. So this is why I th th thought that the Dennis Schroeder trade was gigantic. I don't know if he would be better than Rondo in the playoffs, but in the regular season he's 1000% better. Right now I've, he's the third best player on, the, on this Lakers team. After James and Davis, obviously. So I don't think it's a cause to concern that LeBron and Anthony Davis are taking things a little bit slower because they are still the number one seed and they have the best record in the NBA. I don't think it's a concern that Davis is averaging 22 and LeBron 24. I really don't think that. They took some games off and rightfully so. They are the champions. They had the shortest offseason. They and the Miami Heat. They are still the number one seed, as I said. Looks like they are not... They are winning. But their intensity, let's say, is not at 100%. They are, they, they are cruising, let's say. They are walking and winning, not running and winning. And you get it if you watch the Lakers games. They are, they are in cruise control, let's say. Because they have control on the game. It was like the game against Memphis. It was somehow close... And LeBron was like, okay, how, how much time do we have? Five minutes? Okay, give me the ball. Get the heck out of my way. And yeah, that happened. Now, let's move and talk about the Houston Rockets. Because the drama around Harden has been silent for a week or something like that. And yeah, yesterday it, uh, it sparked again. 
So I really thought that if Harden wants this trio with Wood and Wall could m- make some noise. Not win the championship as Harden so wishes but could make some noise because John Wall was looking really good. Christian Wood wow incredible story and James Harden came after partying in Vegas and Atlanta and whatever he did wherever he did he came dropped 40 points something like that and it literally proved anyone that bro I can still do that just just trade me I don't want to be here anymore please trade me he had 44 points so he had in his first three games of the season 44 32 33 then he was I don't want to interpret what he's thinking or say that I know what he's thinking but he was basically yeah f F this they're not trading me I'm not gonna give up damn and after that 21 points 15 points 15 points 20 points 16 points what I mean this five game straight stretch I think it was the lowest scoring five game stretch of since being in Houston nine eight seven whatever years ago was so this is he's not giving it what 100 percent and he looks like he's frustrated on the court his declarations from last night he, he clearly wants out and i think just yesterday or two days ago there was a report that the houston rockets are gaining hope that he might not want to get traded after all and be with the team nah that's not happening he still wants out. It was reported also last night that the Houston Rockets still have some conversations with him getting traded with other teams, but not getting traction or something like that. This was mentioned with any teams. So yeah, he's still being he still he still looks like a hostage. And he feels like that. After what he said last night, John Wall said that the Chemistry is not the best. And yeah. I think the Houston Rockets should have traded him before. Maybe they would have had a... I mean, not maybe. they. I think they would have a much different start of the season if he was not there from the beginning. So I think they need to trade him ASAP, as soon as possible, because if he's going to create drama and make teammates unhappy and stuff like that, yeah, he's going to be a something you don't want to have in your locker room. So, Houston Rockets trade him right now. Go, call every team you had conversation with and say, dude, I'm trading this guy right now, give him your best offer. If I were the Houston general manager, this is what I would do because I want Christian Wood to develop into a possible all-star because he looks like that. And I want John John Wall near him because this is why I traded for John Wall so I'll wrap this episode up here thank you guys for listening this was the second of back to backs podcast episode I was really I woke up and was like oh my god so much happened last night watch the highlights watch some stats came here and talk about it this is the place where you want to be when you talk about basketball thank you so much for listening stay healthy peace